0: Hello, hello! Welcome back to the Money Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Holistic Money Coach Nadine Zamot. And the theme this month, the month of February 2024, is self love. And we kicked off this self love month with a great interview with my guest marina Yene triner and um that happened last week on the mind healing podcast and we talked about the power of resting and how it plays such an important role in receiving abundance i hope you enjoyed it and got lots and lots of useful tips from it and if you didn't get get a chance to listen to it yet i highly recommend you do so it is so so good So today's little episode is about financial self-care, and towards the end, I am going to be sharing some fun ways to start um, maybe gamifying your financial self-care game. But before we dive in, I really, really, really want to share a big win for you, um, well, with you, because (laughs) this big win is not just about me. It's about the whole financial industry, and it wouldn't have been made possible without your support. So, last week, I achieved the impossible. Yours truly, me, a money coach, is now officially recognized as a holistic medicine practitioner by the International Practitioners of Holistic Medicine Accreditation Board. Yes, this is major, y'all. This is so... So big and it's exactly what the financial industry or the financial world needs right now because I know it, you know it, but... Our world now is, it's its no longer a a nice to have. It's so important to start having a more compassionate, trauma-informed approach to how we money so that we stop perpetuating our collective money wounds that are now looking like consumerism and greed and competition and it's wrecking our planet. And we also need to move away from personal finance practices that don't take into consideration our history, our past trauma, any repressed emotions, or our specific needs as individuals. Because Not only don't like do these traditional approaches not take all that into account, but they also further perpetuate trauma and shame by um, just dishing out these cookie cutter, one size fits all. All you need is more discipline and a positive money mindset type of financial advice. And not only is this stuff is outdated, it's also toxic. This stuff is toxic and it needs to change. And I am so, so proud of taking my practice towards the, what I consider the correct way or, or what is needed in the financial industry, which is merging or blending holistic medicine practices along with financial financial stuff because that is what's going to start shifting the the narrative of, of money and finances in our world we need a, like we need teachings that teach us how to start leading ourselves from power not from shame and learn how to start healing and integrating our money wounds so that we step into power, so that we We start breaking these patterns that have spanned humanity for decades and generations. And I'm here for it. And I am cheering you on, my love. I thank you so much for your support. And I know that you're very excited about these news. So thank you so much for your excitement. And here's the other cool thing. My six-month program, Create Fulfilling Abundance, is now also recognized as holistic medicine. And it is, of course, as you know, trauma-informed, CFA, Create Fulfilling Abundance is a program that teaches you how to break free from scarcity wounds and step into abundance using my three-phase holistic money healing approach which includes healing, empowering and manifestation and this is all done within an intimate group of six students that I lead and the enrollment is now open and I'm so excited about that you can learn more about it through the link in my in in the show notes or through my website and The application process is very easy. All I want for you to do is read through the all the information that's on the page, make sure it all is good, and if you have any questions or if you want to join or a bit of both, you have questions and want to join, all you need to do is book a simple, no strings attached chat with me. We get together for 10-15 minutes. I answer your questions and I make sure that we're a right fit and we go from there. So, that's news for, for me, from me to you now. And it's just so, so exciting. And I'm very keen to dive into today's episode on how to create trauma informed financial self care practices, the holistic money healing way. So when we, um, excuse me. Oh, all right. When we think about Doing financial self-care practices, perhaps our mind goes towards doing all the things, you know, the do, do, do things that will increase, like will improve your relationship with money. We might think about, okay, I'm going to follow a budget. I'm going to save more each month. I'm going to pay more towards my debt. I am going to learn big financial words and I'm going to become more disciplined and I'm going to curb down my impulses and do all that. And that's all cool. I want you to do all that. I'm very happy for you if that's where your mind went. However, here on the Money Healing Podcast, we want to look at things more holistically. And by doing all these things, the do-do-do things, when we're like budget, saving, blah, 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 we are overlooking a very, (laughs) very essential component of the picture here. The impact of your emotions, especially if you have repressed or unexpressed emotions and how they can impact your financial well-being. So on this episode... And also, I have a little gift for you that um, you can find in the show notes. I am going to help you start untangling those repressed or unexpressed emotions so that they're no longer operating in the background, you know, whizzing and worrying in the background. And you're like, why the fuck am I self-sabotaging? Where did that come from? Right? So when we look at our financial well-being from this trauma-informed lens, like we're going to do today, like we always do on this podcast, I am going to encourage you to take very small, yet very intentional steps that will create financial and emotional well being. Because if we ignore this, emotional aspect of the equation, like I said, you are going to find yourself falling back into bad habits or into old habits that no longer serve you. And you're just going to be confused because you're like, I'm doing all the right things. I know all the knowledge. However, I don't see the results. And that's because we overlook the emotional aspect. So holistic, trauma-informed financial self-care, it starts small. And we want to start small because the smaller and slower we go, the more we are going to get our nervous system to go along with us. Doing self-care this way is a great way to get our nervous system on board. And also, guess what else we're doing? We're becoming better at money, but we're also healing our money wounds. So these steps that I'm going to be sharing with you are strategically designed by me, yours truly, because I know that not only will they create big progress on the long run, even if they do appear to be very small, but just remember they are very intentional and they are intended to help you start healing your money wounds, okay? So the first thing is I want you to practice mindful spending, okay? So I don't mean do not spend money, Okay, that's not what I mean. What I mean is to go slow and practice mindfulness when you are going through any financial moment. So, if you're making a financial decision, before you make a purchase, take a moment and assess your emotions. In the little gift, the little um, I have a gift for you, like I mentioned earlier, it's practices and prompts. Practices and prompts that are going to help you start uh, noting down these emotions so you can start tracking your progress, okay? So if you want to pause now, if you're really curious about it, pause now and go and get it so you can follow along with me. So when you make these financial decisions, when you have a financial or a money moment, go at a snail's pace. If you can, maybe in the beginning it won't be easy. And the, just because it's not easy, it doesn't mean it's impossible. The first time, second, third, maybe 10th time, it won't be easy for you to do that. But keep at it. Keep at it. Because the more you do it, the more you're going to start conditioning or even unlearning. Sometimes when we are um, doing a financial transaction, when we're doing a purchase, we tend to like go really quickly so we don't feel the feelings. And that is what served you in the past, but now we're going to do some unlearning and deconditioning so that we go slow at a snail's pace eventually, right? We're going to work towards that so that we start assessing our emotions. Maybe you are buying this thing that you always buy or it's the first time you buy it, you know, this this item, for example, because you're coping with stress or maybe you are seeking temporary relief, so mindful spending or mindful money moments that involves becoming more intentional and it's not about not buying the thing but it's about being mindful about the intention behind it so that it aligns with you eventually right this is not this is not a perfect as they say in yoga this is a practice okay so going slow is the first step, going at a snail's pace and slowing yourself down even if you have the tendency to rush. The second really simple step to creating um, trauma-informed financial self-care is creating a ritual around money, one that is so simple and easy and fun that you are actually looking forward to. Let's just we we don't go, let's not go on the opposite side of this, of the pendulum and be like, you're so excited to do. Let's just say that it's so simple and and doable that you don't mind doing it on a weekly basis, okay? So let's just, you know, go for something neutral and slightly enjoyable, okay? If you want to go with something exciting, by all means do, but I don't, I'm a realistic person. I don't think that we can go from oh my god I dread looking at my finances to yay this is so exciting we need to kind of go towards the neutral a little bit okay so let's start by creating a ritual amount around money where um, it's it's enjoyable it's doable and you do it on a regular basis maybe weekly maybe monthly maybe maybe daily even where you do these emotional financial emotional check-ins so regularly checking in with your emotional surrounding money that will start creating that awareness that will help you identify your emotional triggers or the patterns that might influence your financial behaviors and your decisions okay so creating that in that ritual is kind of the same step as what we said earlier about that mindfulness and definitely use that little um a gift that I've attached so that you can start noting these things down. So the ritual can be slowing down. It can be journaling. It can be um, maybe checking in with your friend, maybe just jotting it down on your notes. And that is just going to start cultivating that awareness around your emotional trigger. And what comes first? The emotional trigger And then the purchase, or is it the purchase that creates the emotional trigger, right? These are very important questions, even if they feel small. Another thing I would love, love, love for you to start exploring is fostering an emotional relationship with money. Imagining that money is your pen pal or your long lost relative that you are getting to know. Okay? So, you can start by sitting down and having a dialogue with it. And I don't necessarily mean that you're going to have a verbal dialogue dialogue with imaginary money, because you can totally start doing that through journaling. So, maybe you can start telling money about yourself. Remember, we're picturing money as a a pen pal that you don't know or a long-lost relative. Okay? So, and tell money about yourself. Tell, tell money about what you like about yourself. Tell money about how you want to evolve and grow in this lifetime. Maybe tell money about your values. Tell money about your purpose or whatever it is that you would like to, to start creating in your life. Okay? There's no wrong or right here. And maybe even tell money how you feel about it and tell money how you felt when it was there for you when you paid Rent this month and maybe how you felt when it was not there for you when you really, really wanted it to buy something. And maybe start, re, um, start negotiating or start becoming very clear on how it can become a better, more supportive friend to you. Right. This sounds a little bit hokey. I understand. But you know what? This stuff works. That's why I share it. This stuff works. And it's not just me. It works for my clients as well. Okay, so remember these are just just suggestions and you can, I know that you're a wonderfully creative person, so please take these and and work them in a way that excites you, work them in a way that, that makes more sense to you and maybe you already have some spiritual practices and that's something we're going to get into in a minute after I share this next step, which is to start having healing money conversations. Yeah, Having healing money conversations, what I mean by that is talking about money in a way that's not like, oh, money's this, money's that, I did this, so... I mean, it's very important for us to be heard and listened to, but when we share our stories with money, sharing them with someone that is going to listen to you, someone that is not going to judge you. And the most important thing is not sharing it with someone that's going to silver line them as in like, "Mm, what didn't, you know, what didn't kill you made you stronger or, "Ooh, everything happens for a reason. I, I cannot stand that crap, honestly. I want you to find someone in your life that you can share this stuff with, share your money story, share how you feel about money in a healing way, not in an accusatory way. Okay. And it needs to be someone that is going to to listen to you, someone that is going to understand that, hey, listen, I need 10 minutes where I can just speak without you commenting. And and then maybe, you know, have a reciprocal relationship where they tell you that. And you don't need to coach each other or comment or anything. It's just like, we're going out or we're going to hang out in my house and I'm going to tell you and you're going to tell me. And that is how we start cultivating um, more, like, healthy money conversations, okay? This is very, very important, okay? And the other thing you can do is maybe have a weekly or a monthly date with your friend where you maybe order takeout or cook a nice meal, have some wine, have some popcorn, and pop on an episode of this podcast or another money podcast that you like, you know, but I feel like the the episodes I share on these podcasts are quite, you know, um, Gentle (laughs) and they're not full of do's and don'ts. So, this podcast could be a a nice option and just put it on, put on a short one and have a chat, have a friendly chat about what came up for both of you while you were listening, what ideas you have, what goals you have, and just, you know, cultivate a money buddy. That is such a healing thing to do. Um, Another thing you can do is start to or begin bringing up money in therapy. So, if you have a therapist that you like, Talking about money in a therapeutic environment is very, very helpful. And of course you're welcome to do that with me if you feel safe. I am now doing 30 minute and 60 minute money healing sessions and you can book those through a link that you can find in the show notes. So I would and also it's on my website. I would love to support you while you unpack any of your money wounds. So if that's that feels right, I can help you with that or if you have a therapist or some other kind of coach or mentor that is such an important thing to do with someone that won't judge you um, and someone that can offer you some help and some support so cultivating that and bringing up money in therapy or coaching is a really cool thing to do okay and here's the other thing y'all financial self-care it also means changing your beliefs about money but big fat but here This does not happen from repeating affirmations. We do not change our beliefs about money by trying to change our beliefs. Changing our beliefs about money will happen automatically when you change your relationship with your core money wounds. So our wounds create our beliefs and our beliefs create our emotions and our emotions create our behaviors. So when we go towards the core, the 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 root the essence of it all the money wounds when we start changing how we relate to our core money wounds when we start healing and integrating these money wounds our money beliefs are going to start shift and change automatically without needing to repeat affirmations or feel like there's something wrong with you because things are not changing overnight healing your money wounds can you know, like I said, can begin by just booking a quick session with me or bringing up money in therapy or starting to have healthy money conversations or healing money conversations with your friends. That's why CFA is all about community, you know, um, I love working with people one-on-one, but I always insist on um, having a really supportive co-regulating community because we heal faster when we are in a supportive community. That's why in CFA, you will get 18, not one, 18 group coaching sessions in a small group. So that is, in my opinion, one of the best things about CFA. So you get 35, um, maybe more, I'm actually adding more, 35 to 40. Uh, pre-recorded sessions or lessons, not sessions, lessons that you get forever access to. 18 live group coaching sessions that are led by me. Also, you've got you have bonus guest um, lectures as well, and also a supportive community. So it's it's such a cool program. So another thing I really want to bring up with regards to building uh, trauma-informed financial self-care practices is, and if you can, talking about your, talking about money with your parents. So it's not about asking them for money. It's not about blaming them for not teaching you about money. It's about compassionately, if you can, ask them about their own money story. What are their beliefs about money? How did they grow up Uh, financially? How how do they feel about money? That could give you so many breakthroughs and aha moments. I mean, I I spoke to my mom about this. I don't talk to my dad at all, but when I started talking about about my childhood uh, with my mom, about, you know, the circumstances of my birth, how she was feeling. I, I'm, I'm her first child. So, no, you know, no surprise that she was a little bit anxious and panicky. I would be. But also, like, how she grew up with money, what her perspective on money is, what her parents and grandparents' perspective on money was how it was like growing up in in where she grew up in the 70s, right? Or the 50s and the 60s and all that stuff. So that is going to give you a big, 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 um, you know, a lot of insights once you start asking these questions. Trauma-informed financial self-care also means creating healthy money boundaries, okay? So we talked about talking about money, bringing up money in in therapy, bringing up money with your parents, if that's possible, but also creating healthy money boundaries is so very important, okay? So I... um. The thing is, sometimes when we create boundaries, we create walls, because that's all we know, okay? But the more we work on healing our money wounds, the more our walls become boundaries, and the more these boundaries become healthier and stronger, And I get it, y'all. You know, saying no can be very difficult, especially if your um, unresolved trauma or your money wounds manifest themselves as people-pleasing or the phone response in, in your nervous system. It might be very, very hard to create healthy money boundaries. So please... Even if it begins by erecting walls around you and then going slowly and softening them, be patient with yourself and remember that this is a practice and it will take time. And this is something that is like an entire lesson in CFA, right? So it's not like I click my fingers, I have healthy money boundaries. We go like it's maybe an hour or or a little bit more. So it's a big, big thing to dive into if it's something that you know that is important for you to do. So Creating healthy money boundaries means saying no to people, means uh, you are protective of not just your finances, but also you are protective of your energy, your time, and your space. So this is something that is very, very important to start cultivating. And here is something that always comes as a surprise when I suggest it to my clients. So, if you have a spiritual practice, maybe you meditate, maybe you channel light language, maybe you do yoga—not for working out, but for um, you know, for self-care or, self- or personal growth purposes. How about extending that? into to include your finances okay that will be such a cool way to start taking care of your finances so what that might look like is maybe um Meditating on abundance. Maybe you can start channeling or channeling guidance from your guides or from your angels or whoever you're working with, your higher self, about any guidance when it comes to your finances. What do um, these entities feel about your financial well being? And maybe they have some, you know, maybe your intuition has some guidance or ideas for you. So that is such a cool thing to do. So that is it for now um i hope that you got lots and lots of tips from how to start creating trauma-informed financial self-care practices that go beyond the do-do-do the budgeting and the saving i mean these things as i said earlier they are important but it is more important to start including your emotional well-being so that you avoid self-sabotage and you start creating and seeing and manifesting your goals okay and of course it goes without saying celebrating the small things goes a long way So I put together some prompts and practices for you on a very simple Google Doc as a gift from me to you on Self-Love Month. You can get those through the link in uh, the show notes. You can also dive in and learn about CFA if you would like to join. We are taking in new students in next month, which will begin in March, and it's gonna be a very small program and the places are filling up. So if this is something you are curious and excited about, please do not hesitate just jump in and you know let's let's uh, let's get your money wounds healed and let's get you manifesting the life of your dreams i love you so much and i will see you next week on the money healing podcast take care